Do you love Batman? Do you love Frasier? Do you love Seinfeld? Do you love Dr. Seuss? Do you love James Bond? Do you love Captain America? Oh, hell, do you just love everything that's nerd-related? I know I do. Well, you should come on over to a Nerds World podcast and listen to us, Justin and Andrew, talk everything that's nerd. Yeah, every two weeks, we delve into some random topic that we choose at the end of each episode, and we tell you the whole history of it, or as much as we feel the need to write down, our history of it, and our favorite things about it. So come on over to a Nerds World, wherever you listen to podcasts. everyone to pod and gore your one-stop shop for everything horror now here's your host justin and brandon take it away boys hello everybody and welcome to pod and gore your one-stop shop for everything horror my name is justin and my name is Brandon. And welcome to the show. One that I am so unbearably excited for. I'm sure I've pestered <laughs> Brandon to the point of wanting to ditch me in a river somewhere. Not <laughs> not at all, man. Like we, like we talked about earlier, like I've seen... Well, shit, it's been on for, what, 30-some years? I've seen countless episodes, but I don't think I've ever actually watched A Treehouse of Horror. Which I, is sad. Well, it is sad, because... Um, I was more always more uh, of a South Park fan, but like I would I would watch Simpsons every once in a while. Like I wasn't watching it weekly, and mm-hmm. um, like I owned all the DVDs of South Park. Um, I think all the way up to like season fifteen or sixteen, but yeah, I only had one I season. Uh, I had one season of Simpsons, um, and it was season six. I remember because it was the the plastic Homer head case. Mm. Um, yeah, I hated that. Those I got as head a cases. I never bought them. <laughs> yeah. I got it as a, a gift for Christmas one year from an ex-girlfriend's uh, parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I watched that entire season, but um, I don't, obviously I don't remember it. But uh, yeah, I was I was excited to finally do this because, like I said, I hadn't seen them and I, I, I wanted to. But now that it's on Disney Plus and they actually have it separated right now where you, you know, you just go into each, each one is in there in its own little category. It, yeah, it just that made was a lot super easier to nice watch. doing that last night when I did, I watched all 30 of them two, three weeks ago before they did that. Right. So I had to scroll through every mm-hmm. season and it was just a giant pain. Almost like buying all the episodes individually and then Disney Plus releasing them. A lot like that, yeah. A lot like that <laughs> other thing that I did, yes. Yeah, but hey, you you support you supported the show. That's all yeah. that matters. Well, I mean, um, it's for those that haven't caught the drift yet and haven't read the title of the episode. We are doing uh, Treehouse of Horror. We decided to do the first four volumes of Treehouse of Horror. Yep, it's the one I was pushing for five. Yeah. I was pushing for five, but but it's Justin's topic, so we, we settled on four. And if, you know, there's call for it next year, because I think this is of our uh, Blitz to Halloween that started, we're now mm-hmm. three weeks in, uh, I think this right. will be one of my recurring segments, one that I do every single year. And if I get jonesing for it, maybe I'll do it in the middle of the year, too, just because and to get us closer to the end but right well yeah, it... no and that's the the cool th- go ahead but no i was just gonna say and that's the cool thing about it because 
Like, I feel like with Halloween, like this took me back to like the early nineties, early to mid nineties, um, that type of television, Mm -hmm. um, where I don't know, that was like, I felt like the best decade for, um, holiday themed episodes, specials and whatnot. Like they just, it kind of like, they kind of did their, like they went above and beyond, I guess you could say like, like I've, I've talked countless times about how much I I enjoy the old home improvement and Roseanne episodes, Mm -hmm. um, for Halloween. Um, and then Simpsons, these Treehouse of horrors gave me those kind of vibes. Like I, I'm all about doing the, it's, um, doing that because they do like with them being anthology type episodes i I feel like it it just it fits perfect with the season like doing it around halloween yeah definitely and i mean that especially these original ones the first you know 10 to 15 of them were so steeped in Mm -hmm. horror and lampooning actual horror movies as opposed to some of the upper teen early 20s where it was you know let's do transformers let's do some other right. wacky on Jumanji or whatever, but I don't. I I just I've always loved these, and they're the one episode of Simpsons I watch every year. Like I don't watch the rest yeah. of the season. The show has declined big time after you know, <gasps> season Excuse fifteen me. or so. Mm-hmm. But this is the one that I tune into every single year, including tomorrow as of recording this. Um, mm-hmm. The thirty first Treehouse of Horror will be airing. And I'll watch it on Hulu Monday because I don't have uh, cable anymore. Oh, I gotcha. But I have Hulu and they yeah, upload I... the next day, so. Well, that's good. I, I, I need to cut the cord. It's I so just, expensive. I haven't yet. It is expensive, but it'd be nice to save that little bit of extra money. But it's also nice because, like, I can... If I want to watch football on like my computer or my phone, like or try to watch something specific that um, I can use a um, my Directv account to log in, and then I don't have to pay extra or anything other than that. And so it's not enough to warrant the price, but it is convenient. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I mean that's the nice and thing so. I guess about me not caring at all about sports is the only things I really watched <laughs> were like Young Sheldon and this and like you know a show here and there, but I can wait. Right. Yeah, I liked Big Bang Theory, but I never did watch uh, Young Sheldon. Well, if you have HBO Max, they have the first uh, three seasons. It's heartwarmingly good. Oh. That kid is great. How sweet. Not to go two side tangent here, but the the kid that plays <laughs> young Sheldon is so yeah, perfect. Yeah, they, they they casted the right they casted the right kid for that. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Alrighty. Before we get too so far back- <laughs> out of left field here, let's start the show. Uh, so the first Trials um, of Horror installment aired in 1990 as part of the second season, and its on screen title was actually The Simpsons Halloween Special. I shared a picture of me watching that uh, on the Facebook page earlier this week with some yeah. of my fun coast. No, and what you did with that, though, uh, not to derail us once again, but uh, I, with e- um, each picture that you dropped, uh, a different one every day, mm-hmm. I really like. I felt like that that was a, a good idea, and I think that going forward, I might I might uh, run with that. So, like with our next episode, I'll drop a, a picture a day. 
you know, leading into the episode. Um, well, especially during October since it's weekly. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, um, we drop stuff all the time, but yeah, I think with our, with this being one of the things that I'm most passionate about in our next episode, which we'll announce, I mean, we already announced it, but we'll announce it again at the end of this one. Like there are most mm-hmm. things we're most passionate about in this genre. Yeah. For uh, sure. All yeah. right. Back into it, but sorry. For sure. <laughs> It was inspired by EC Comics Horror Tales, although every episode is entitled Treehouse of Horror. The first was the only episode that actually used the treehouse motif. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The episodes were originally written at the beginning of the production run, but in later seasons they were written at the end and aired at the beginning of the next season as holdovers, giving the animators more time to work. Part of the difficulty of for the animators is that the episodes always involve many complex backgrounds, new characters, and new designs. They're difficult for the writers because they must produce three stories, an opening, and in the early episodes, a wraparound. Uh, They would have to try and fit all of this into 20 to 22 minutes uh, per episode. So, I mean, in a traditional episode, I mean, they can reuse backgrounds, they can reuse all sorts of different things. That are just always yeah, the but, same. Yeah. For, and then with this one, everything's different. Um, yeah, I could see that they uh, there would need to be more work involved for switching it up as much as they would have to with this. Yeah. Uh, executive producer Jim Brooks said, quote, We better have a disclaimer at the beginning of this Halloween show. So Marge came out and warned people that they were going to see something scary. According to M. Keith Booker, author of drawn to television the warning only made the episode more attractive to children the entire segment was a parody of the opening of the 1931 film frankenstein yeah that was the one thing i was gonna say that um i loved the intros to these where they had the little um warning Mm -hmm. um i think that i think that um what was it season three had my favorite intro but um, the hitchcock yeah i loved how yeah yeah they they've done away with them since i mean they do little skits in the opening now or Mm -hmm. you know the title will be something wacky you know they'll lampoon the monsters they did um one was done by uh guillermo del toro several years into yeah um you know so they've kind of shied away from the traditional openings i think after four they started doing things differently, but uh, oh, yeah, it's something okay. I miss. Uh, similar warnings were used to the to open the second and third Trios episodes. These quickly became a burden to write, and there was no warning for the fourth episode. Instead, it had Marge ask Bart to warn people how frightening the show was during the introduction, paying homage to Night Gallery. The tradition was revived for Trios of Horror 5, after that, they were permanently dropped, and the writers did not make any attempts at reviving them. So, there you go. In okay. 1996, the Homer segment of Treehouse of Horror 6 was awarded the Ottawa International Animation Festival Grand Prize. In 1998, Treehouse of Horror 8 won a Golden Reel Award for Best Sound Editing in the Television Animated Specials category. I don't know why I put that one on there. Hmm. I should have saved it for our next one, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. By the time we do the next one, it'll be a year and people forgot. I'll put it back in. 
(laughs) (laughs) I know I'll forget. Uh, The 2nd, 3rd, 5th, 8th, 9th, 14th, 15th, and 18th Treehouse of Horror episodes were nominated for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Music Composition for a Series, uh, Dramatic Underscore, at the Primetime mm-hmm. Emmy Awards, the second and third Trias of Horror episodes were also nominated for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Sound Mixing for a Comedy Series or a Special. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, this was an interesting close-to-home one for us that I found on Wikipedia. Uh, Kim Nowacki, sorry if I butchered that name, of the Yakima Herald Republic, Named Trias of Horror 4 her all-time favorite episode. She praised the parodies of The Twilight Zone and A Charlie Brown Christmas. The episode's reference to Bram Stoker's Dracula was named the 32nd greatest film reference in the history of the show by Total Film's Nathan Didham. Nice. Sorry, taking a breath. Still there? Taking a taking a little bit of a breather there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Need to hey, catch hey, my breath. It happens sometimes, man. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm used to talking all the time. Um, you do. That talk I a lot. I don't feel that I do talk a lot. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm good at talking, except for like I, I fumble and jumble um, a lot of my words. Um, but yeah, I can I can continuously go for lengthy amounts of times which is good for this sure um i just need to remember to breathe more i think i get running on a very long sentence that i didn't add punctuation to and just keep going (laughs) so you forgot to (laughs) it's your own notes you're like i (laughs) that bastard did it to me again (laughs) i'm reading off of a script and i can't stop because there's no punctuation and i have to continue (laughs) until we get to the end of the sentence and oh my god i wish (laughs) like i am burgundy Uh, question (laughs) mark (laughs) (laughs) fun facts here before we get into the thing during production of the first episode matt graining was nervous about the raven segment and felt it would be the worst, most pretentious thing they had ever done. Hmm. I, I don't know. I wanted to like the Raven. Uh, yeah, I wanted to like the Raven segment more than I did. That's too bad. I love that. I mean, I love them all, but I, I definitely love the Raven one. We'll get into it when we get into it. Uh, yeah. Trias of Horror three underwent somewhere between eighty and a hundred line changes in the six-week period between the arrival of the animation from Korea. And the airing of the episode. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a great one, so I don't know. They settled on the right which stuff. One, which episode? It was three. Which episode one was that? Three. Oh yeah. Um, if it took that long to to get it to where it got right there, I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the fourth season, executive producer Al Jean and Mike Reese were less enamored of Trios of Horror episodes and considered dropping them but the other writers insisted that they be kept. Thank you very much. Good. Thank you very much. (laughs) Because then we'd only get one episode out of this, and that's not enough. No. No, man, if that means I would have cut that out before we got to um, episodes three and four, then I would have been real upset. I know. I mean, in hindsight, obviously we didn't know that there wouldn't be one if if there wasn't, but... Sure, but I mean... It would have been a real bummer, too. There was definitely a, a... peak and wane with these where you know the first one was good and classic but then they got super great you know in those first 10 to 15 
before mm-hmm. I started to, you know, dip again. Okay. Well, I mean, that's 30, 30 episodes of that. Like, I mean, granted, yeah, it is only once a year, but like yeah. to go 30 for 30, like, yeah, I mean, not everything can be winners, but that would be. I think there's only feat. one where every segment is one that I'm like, really? That's. And it's, I think okay. it's the one where they do Avatar and like two <laughs> other movie ones where it's just, I think Mr. and Mrs. Smith is one. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I just don't. Yeah. Yeah like, I, yeah. like I don't need that for this. Yeah. It's. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the first Trass of Horror episode was the first time an alternate version of the theme that airs over the end credits was used. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Kang and Kodos' names are derived from the Star Trek characters, uh, or, sorry, were derived from two Star Trek characters. Kang was a Klingon captain portrayed by actor Michael Ancera in the episode Day of the Dove, whereas Kodos, the executioner... Mm-hmm was a human villain from The Conscious of the King. Harry Shearer voices Kang, and Don Castellaneta voices Kodos. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah like, I'm, I knew that that's what they were from, and, like, all those lunches where we were talking about Kang and Kodos and trying to find their Funkos and all that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. But to actually, like, sit there and watch, because, I mean, they're obviously they're in each of the episode. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, man, the the episode where <laughs> they get abducted and they're, they're like, keep feeding them and all that. Like, oh, that's so good. It's, it's freaking awesome. The King Homer segment is one of Matt Groening's all-time favorite stories from the Trios of Horror series. Al Jean was also quite worried about this segment because it was the longest-running black-and-white segment they had ever aired. And he thought that some people might be concerned that their televisions were broken. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, when the when it turned off? Well, no, when the because the King Homer one was all black and white. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they thought people would, or he thought that people would think that the color went off on their TV. Yeah. Hmm. I got gotcha. you. But it turned out okay. Uh, last one, a, a clip from the "Hungry Are the Dam" segment is shown on a TV in a hotel room in Gus Van Sant's 1991 film "My Own Private Idaho." Oh, hmm. I have never seen it. Me either, but I've heard of it, and I thought it was an interesting thing. Yeah. I'm trying to get my chair to stop squeaking as I readjust here. Oh, you're great. So your your mic's gonna pick those ones up because I know that mine mine picks up my my squeaky chairs. And I'm sorry that I'm I'm sniffly today. I'm not um. Yeah, it's kicking my ass. Sick again. Okay. Well, no, not really sick. Just um, kind of like a cold, I guess, going That's around. That's considered sick. Yeah, but I, yeah, okay, whatever. I guess in this time, <laughs> that's you know lukewarm sick, but. Right, like it's. I wouldn't necessarily say that like I'm sick because, reg- like, aside from the fact that my nose is running, everything else I feel fine. Like, Fair enough. like I don't feel sick. I just I can't stop sniffling. But it also, you know, with the um, we're obviously switching into fall, or mm-hmm. you know, we're in fall and all that kind of stuff. Like, oops, getting uh, a little chilly out. Yeah, like Did the weather changed kind of. I didn't go outside. I, 
Uh, <laughs> no, it didn't rain today. <laughs> it looked like it did. <laughs> no, no, it was a nice day, man. It was actually when I took my daughter, uh, daughter to the pumpkin patch and I had uh, wore my new flannel that I got from Dixon Flannel. I saw. Um, and yeah, and uh, it was warm as shit. It's like 70. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's stop talking about our clothes and get back to the thing. <laughs> I'm wearing my I Am Steve Rogers shirt from Comic-Con. Not that anyone oh. on this show cares, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, but a little teaser for things to come. Mm-hmm. All righty, mm-hmm. uh, Trios of Horror number one aired October 25th, 1990. In the first segment, several Haunted House films are uh, parodied including House of Usher, The Haunting, Amityville Horror, and The Shining. The haunted house Mm -hmm. being built on a burial ground is inspired by the 1982 film The Poltergeist. Uh, The house Mm -hmm. was also designed to look like the Addams Family House. The second segment's cookbook is a reference to the 1962 Twilight Zone episode To Serve Man, and the third segment reimagines Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Okie dokie. So, as we mentioned, I'm not even going to say that part. Uh, The cool thing about the first one, well, I mean, there's many, but James Earl Jones guest starring and doing a voice in each segment is freaking awesome. Yeah, dude, that was, I was like, man, that's James Earl Jones. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were in their second season, you know, their popularity was starting to rise, but that early on to get that big a name and he's just amazing especially when he narrates the raven yeah that that um like i like the raven don't get me wrong but like the james earl jones narrating it definitely put it over the top for me so we start out with bad dream house like i said it's a parody of amityville horror among other things and it's just Mm -hmm. i don't know i i love we each did little notes for each segment. We're going to kind of do this a little like we did uh, American Horror Story last episode. Yeah. And try not to spend too much time on each segment because each segment, we got what, Sag- 12 to get segment? through. Hmm? <laughs> uh, said each, uh, each segment? Sedgment. Each segment. Yes, that's the classy way to say it. Peasant. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking call me a peasant, you peasant. <laughs> <laughs> but I love when everyone turns on each other with knives, including Maggie. Like she gets a little, <laughs> a little steak well, knife yeah. and is crawling through the house with it in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. And then Marge comes out. You think that she's, you know, starting to get all crazy too, but she's just like making a sandwich. Yeah, she's using a bread knife to make a sandwich. Well, yeah. You gotta spread the mayonnaise. Duh. Hell yeah. <laughs> What's your thing? She's like, I'm in here. She's like, I'm in here, Homer. I'm in the kitchen, homie. <laughs> so <laughs> I I had a few things that I wrote down from this. Um, I kind of went. So the way that I took my notes were my favorite things from each segment. And I tried mm-hmm. to keep it between two to four. I tried to get at least three. Yeah, I did too. Not every one of them, not everyone had three. Um, so the thing that I, uh, 
one of the things I liked about this movie or the movie <laughs> episode was um, the house. Get, you know, the house was talking to them, um, mm. and it was they they kept saying "get out," um, you know, kept "get out, get out," and then they, he said "grab your coats." And then the coats kind of fly to them as they're putting them on. Like mm-hmm. it, ju- it just made me laugh. It's like, get out, take your shit with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any of this crap of yours in my house, in me anymore. Just get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Well, I love when right. he calls the realtor and he's screaming at him like, <laughs> you never mentioned that this house was built on an Indian burial ground. And he's like, he said he mentioned it five or six I times. Did. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he did. Five or six times. Yeah. <laughs> um, m- my second thing that I wrote down was um, the ancient burial ground uh, basement. Mm-hmm. Ancient Indian burial ground basement. How like they open the basement door. And it's the thing that cracks me up about each one of these is when they kind of like do the pan through in the intros. And there's different just random names. But not. I don't know if they're random as much. But like. On the tombstones. It was. Uh, yeah, on the tombstones when the, like they're flying in, and then down in the basement where it was, it was like um, Pocahontas, mm-hmm. and then it was um, a, a Gandhi was one of them. <laughs> like literally, almost every iteration of Indian that they could put out there. There was a there was like I think six or seven different headstones with different names on them, but it it made me laugh because I'm like, yeah, ancient Indian burial ground, and you know. I think Geronimo might have been one of them. Probably. I think Crazy but, Horse might have been one. Oh, and then Not So Crazy Horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last one I have for you? this, and I think you have it on yours as well, is the house pondering whether it wants to live with the Simpsons or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh. He just, just implodes <laughs> upon himself and explodes in light. Yeah, they're they're walking away, and then Lisa's like, "It's like it's kind of sad that the house would rather <laughs> destroy itself than live with us." <laughs> it's hard not to feel a little rejected. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next segment uh, is "Hunger of the Damned," and this is when the family is first uh, introduced, and the world is first introduced to Kang and Kodos, the aliens, and it's your typical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alien invasion? Are they fattening us up to eat them, eat us, kind of thing? And I think again, I think you have this on yours. The fact that one Homer doesn't stop eating his hamburger while they're being abducted, <laughs> but also that it takes yeah. two tractor beams to lift him. <laughs> yeah, it, and see, this is this is one of my. Um, this is one of the better segments in my opinion also. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I didn't, I only got a couple notes for it, but yeah, I thought that was hilarious when they're, it was trying to pick them up off the ground and it couldn't. So then it had, you can to- see the beam like <laughs> struggling and the ship gets closer to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Uh, uh, what else you next got? One I ha- oh, I have the first appearance of King Kodos. And then the only other thing I have on here is the, the slow reveal of how to cook for 40 humans book. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yep. There's even more yep, that- space dust on here. Yeah. Uh, back and forth forever. And it's like, yeah, that was actually my note too, was the how to cook humans part where, um, how to cook, uh, how to cook humans, how to cook 
four humans, how to cook 40 humans, <laughs> how to cook four 40 humans. Like, <laughs> I, 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 the back and forth, it was great though. And they just kept blowing and all, yeah, this, oh, there's some more space dust. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Is that all you have on that one? That's all I have on that one. But that one, like I was saying, is, is one of my, um, one of the top segments out of the first four that we had watched. I, I laughed a lot watching that episode. Uh, the third we and final to one show for you paradise. Huh? <laughs> oh, when they're like, we that was to show a good twist paradise. though. Cause it's like, we were trying to bring you to our planet and you would have experienced things a thousand times greater than what you call love. And because of your selfish mm-hmm. nature, that'll never be. And then yeah. you just get dumped back in their lawn and they fly <laughs> off. It's like, Kind of heavy if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that they set up and do quite frequently in Trials of Horror where it's like, you think this is what's happening, but really we're going to twist it in a funny way to play on the genre. Because, I mean, being abducted and eaten or probed or whatever by aliens is an old trope. Mm -hmm. Flipping it to be like, well, we were trying to give you paradise, but you're too big a jerk, so see ya exactly like you could have had it but unfortunately your piece of shit self <laughs> will not let you yeah. have it you were so mistrusting of us that you just screwed yourself out of paradise Mm-hmm. pretty timely if which would be a real it. big which would, yeah which would be a real big bummer too yeah uh the final Take one me with you is one of my favorites uh the raven i know you said you don't like it as much um, nah, I I was trying to phrase it because I I liked it. I yeah. liked it quite like I liked it a lot, but not like it wasn't my favorite. And um, honestly, like I don't know, like it it didn't really do a whole lot for me. But everything else about it, I loved. Like I loved how the episode looked and everything that was going on with it. Like I love the poem Mm -hmm. and all that. It just, it didn't, it didn't really do for me what, um, the, like the previous, um, episode had. That's fair. I mean, it, it's not everyone's cup of tea. For some reason, this one has just always been one of my absolute favorites. Like if we were just doing the first three of these, this would probably mm-hmm. be my favorite segment. And maybe it still will be. Oh. We'll see at the end of the episode. Um, right. But it's... I don't know. There's something... I think because it's so different. There's mm-hmm. There are a few segments throughout the years where the format is so different than what they usually do. Like years later, somewhere in the 20s, they did one that was Dr. Seuss inspired. And it is hilarious. Oh. Like you need okay. to, it's called, Oh, the places you'll dough. And Homer is the okay. fat in the hat. <laughs> like the whole thing is drawn like it's a Dr. Seuss book and it's all in rhyme. Like it's just so, That's it's hilarious. not really, I mean, it's creepy and he does some scary gross stuff, but it's not really horror-y, but it's one of my favorites because well, that- it's so different than everything yeah. else that they do. Well, the thing that cracks me up about about especially about this time too is what they considered to be fat yeah like i mean homer simpson's fat but he's just got a big belly like he's no peter griffin you know what i mean like or you know in in terms of size and then like in in the um 
later on with uh with the king homer and they're on broadway and they're showing um what was it the the chunkiest um kick line you'll ever see and then there was supposedly a bunch of bigger girls out doing the the kick line dancing and whatever mm-hmm. but i'm like they don't really look that much bigger than a, a yeah i know I, i've noticed that look. line last time i watched it for like mm-hmm. the first time I, I read that line and i was like oh i never thought of that before i never noticed and they just look like regular simpsonized women to me right exactly and, and that's the one of the things like obviously um i haven't really watched the simpsons a whole lot like i had mentioned before but like um recently at least so i don't necessarily i don't really know how the show has climate like how they've adjusted to the to like the current um cultural climate Mm-hmm. I guess you could say, because like, like how everything, like how things were in the eighties and nineties, even early two thousands, like things that they got away with saying and joking about then you can't, you can't do that now. No. Um, I'm not saying that you should have ever, but like, you can't say some of those things that you can say you, you, that you said back then on TV now, yeah, like I mean, the standards are making, just different. Make, Right, like in in the um, in the Dracula episode when Homer was talking about uh, Dracula's hair, like yeah. you couldn't, you you definitely can't say that now on te- like you couldn't say that on TV. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, meanwhile, go I, over I, to I American def- Horror Story and see someone brutally murdered and most disgusting right. possible. But yeah, but also with like. Um, my whole point to that was, is like, I would just be curious to sit and watch the Simpsons and see how the show has changed or, you know, been able to stay edgy without necessarily pushing it. Just in watching the Trios of Horrors and I encourage you to keep going and watch more of it and just kind of see the evolution of how they do the show. And I mean, in oh. some ways it's a little more tame, but in other ways it's a little more radical. Right. You know, it's just the the style of what is comedy now is mm-hmm. vastly different. It uh, is, and like, uh, like even with the Simpsons, like the ability or the Simpsons South Park, like the ability to keep your edge and push those envelopes without actually crossing that line, because. Like, I've heard from a lot of comic standpoint that either everything is on the table or nothing is on the table. Because once you get to a point to where you start saying, well, I can't tell this joke because or I can't put this in a show because it will, you know, upset this person. Then if you have to if you get to a point to where you do that, um, I've I've heard a lot of people in stand up talking about that being like, if I can't make this joke, then I can't do any jokes because Once you draw that line of what's acceptable or what you can say or what you can't say, then, you know, you yeah, basically... Yeah, that was an old George Carlin uh, talking point. Is that what that was? Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I remember, I, I believe it was all... I, I heard Bill Burr had mentioned something along those lines as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, to get off of our soapbox here of talk, <laughs> talking about <laughs> of politics what's acceptable and comedy. comedies... Um, I love right, Bart as the Raven. That was perfect. And I love when Homer yeah, gets not, knocked on the head and he starts going, never more, never more, never more. 
um, my honestly, my favorite thing about this uh, episode is um, when Homer is sitting outside the treehouse, yeah, and just getting just getting scared. <laughs> he starts <laughs> like, shaking in his homemade like, ghost costume. Yeah, like it. It just it made me laugh because it's like here Homer, and then you know he's so easily scared. And like he's just sitting outside there, like, oh, you know, my, my favorite part is the ending of the segment with when the poem is wrapping up, and Bart the Raven is still above the door, looming over him, and the light shining down on Homer, and it's just so creepy. And I think that's what I like so much about this segment is so many of them play so much for the jokes that mm-hmm. the horror of it kind of goes away whereas this one yeah it has the jokes but it's creepy and that jones narration and the creepiness of the play or the poem when you you know actually pay attention to what the words mean you know the, yeah. the death of lenore and her spirit haunting him and all of that like mm-hmm. i don't know it's just it's always stayed with me yeah to like, the point where I have a Bart the Raven Funko coming in the next few months. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of assumed you already had. Well, they just released it this year, and it was a box lunch oh, exclusive, so I had to order it from their site. Oh, okay. Um, I gotcha. I like I, uh, the last little line about Friday the 13th, because Bart's mm-hmm. you know, ragging on the poem, and he's like, uh-huh. You know, it's like watching Friday the Thirteenth Part One. It's pretty tame by today's standards. <laughs> it is pretty tame. Yeah, but it's classic. Um, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more for this episode other than I do like um, just when he's trying to kill Bart, <laughs> Bart the Raven, just chasing him around and trying mm. to swat at him and all that. It, it, it did make me laugh. Well, then let's move on to Part Two because we got three more to go. Uh, Trios of Horror 2 aired October 31st, 1991. The first segment was inspired by W.W. W. Jacobs' short story, The Monkey's Paw, and the new Twilight Zone episode, A Small Talent for War. Uh, Homer buys a monkey's paw that has the power to grant wishes, although all the wishes backfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's stop there and just talk <laughs> about that one. That's so, very... Um... It's very uh, Wishmaster-esque. Yeah. I like the... I like the idea of eating too much candy gives all of them nightmares. Which Mm -hmm. is our wraparound segue into each dream, which is each story. Yeah. Uh, And this one is Lisa's Nightmare, the monkey's paw. I love the the shopkeeper. Mm Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's very yeah. stereotypical, creepy shopkeeper. And when Homer's like, I bought it over there, and the shop's gone, and he's like, oh, wait, no, it was over there. And it's on the other yeah. side of the street. <laughs> yeah. Yep, this one is cursed. <laughs> You'll be sorry. Right. Um, my The... My first favorite thing that I liked about this episode is that they are... Is it when they're walking through... Um, and the, uh, guy on the mat is doing all the, the breakdancey, contorty, 
spinner yeah spinning around and all that and then bart's like i can do that but i don't want to <laughs> like, like that it, seems it, it like a joke that we would I, tell at lunch yeah that was like it took me back to when i was a kid Ben. like yeah i could do that if i wanted to i just don't want to <laughs> i love when it made me laugh lisa grabs hold of the monkey's paw to make her wish and she wishes for world peace and like homer's like that was very selfish of you and then it causes this <laughs> alien invasion and Kang and Kodos come yep. down for their appearance in the episode and take yep, that over was my third favorite thing because they got rid mm-hmm. of all their guns yeah <laughs> um my second favorite thing is uh when Maggie grabs a hold of it you know right out the gate and she makes her wish and then uh, uh, this big limo pulls up out front and uh Homer's like, oh, you know, oh, look what you did, blah, blah, good blah. baby, and good then, girl, good baby, yeah. And then the door rings, and then it's basically she had just wished for a new pacifier, <laughs> and she gets it, and he's like, oh, don't. <coughs> yeah, that was good. My last one is when Homer's fed up with all the horrible things that happen, and he asks for a turkey sandwich, and he goes through all the ingredients, and he's like, I don't want any. You know, zombie turkeys or turn into a turkey myself. And then he eats it yeah, and the turkey's dry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just has this total yeah. mental breakdown. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, I'm, I, I want to make a wish, but I got to try to cover all my bases so that I don't, it doesn't backfire on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, they still find th- a way to screw him. Yeah. My uh, my fir- uh, third favorite thing that I'd written down for this episode was probably it w- was uh, the Earth invasion too. So, and, which we already talked about. Well, it's just great that they thwart them with a board with a nail in it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like they'll create bigger boards with bigger nails, and then one day they'll create a board with a nail so big it will consume them all. Yeah. <laughs> also heavy. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I love how metaphory these uh, a lot of these things will get. Like, yeah, it's a cartoon, and yeah, it's funny, but like a lot of the the, the quotes from this show that at least from what I've seen from these, like what you just said with that, like it's a it's a it's a funny one liner, but it's also like oh shit, that's kind of <laughs> what's going on right now. Like, well, I mean, uh, there's some especially it. later on where they definitely get preachy. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it's like they're making a point and you can tell. There's one where they Mm -hmm. lampoon uh, War of the Worlds and aliens invade at the end, of course, for real. Yeah. And one of the aliens says to the other, you know, we invaded because you said they had weapons of mass disintegration. Oh, God. (laughs) It's like, well, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's see. In the second part, uh, it parodies the Twilight Zone episode, It's a Good Life. Bart is omnipotent and turns Homer into a jack-in-the-box, resulting in the two spending more time together. (laughs) Yeah. And these, this is, I think, the only Triassa Horror that doesn't have titles. No, these... Oh, no, they don't have titles because I, the way that I wrote them down was each individual person's dream. Yeah, that's what I did, too. I put Lisa's Nightmare, Bart's Nightmare, and Homer's. Yeah. Um, and so I did get three things out of this one. 
um, it is funny because like Bart is this kind of like I don't I don't know like person like they they try to keep him happy because of what he can do mm-hmm. um, and so like you have to always think happy thoughts and there everyone's walking through just think happy thoughts think happy thoughts and then the old guy I don't remember what his name is you probably Jasper. know yeah, he, you know, he's walking there. He's like, oh, screw this, blah, 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 whatever. And then gets turned into a dog with <laughs> just his head. Wow, wow. Wow. But yeah. And then, um, so yeah, Bart is this monster, but everybody tries to keep him happy <laughs> so yeah, that his, they don't get fucked with. His family is all trembling and smiling, but they look like they're about ready to burst into tears. And I love right. the Twilight like, Zone oh. narrator. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did we mention yeah. that the monster is a 10-year-old boy? Bet you didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, did you? Um, what w- uh, What was your first thing? That. That? The, okay. The Twilight Zone narrator. Would... Okay, what's your second? Uh, having Krusty we'll go, we'll... have to work 24-7, 365 <laughs> to entertain him so that he's on no matter what time Bart decides to want to watch Krusty. Right, and he just looks so run down, and it's like, oh my god. Um, One little boy who won't let me stop. <laughs> um, my second favorite thing was uh, when Bart drives the bus, mm. and I believe that it's what Principal Skinner, when he's like, this is fun, we're going to die. <laughs> as as oh, it was rolling, uh, Otto, just going the bus driver. Cr- was it Otto? Okay, yeah, he yeah, was, was operating Otto. the pedals uh, for him. Like this is oh, fun, right, isn't it? We're gonna die, aren't we? That, okay, yeah, that's I got I got that confused because the second time they show him on the bus is when the principal's sitting on there, the one with the gremlin. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's like two uh, episodes yeah, but, from now. Duh. I I know it's the one I just got done watching. Duh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was my my second favorite thing. My third is after Homer is turned into a jack-in-the-box, which I also just got the Funko for that. It's in the picture that I posted on Facebook. Um, Awesome. They go to see psychiatrist Marvin Monroe, and Mm -hmm. he's counseling them, and he's like, you know, this is a chance for you to get to know the boy, maybe even love him. Yeah. Yeah. um, Like he's your own son. Right, that's weird, huh? So... (laughs) My um my favorite my third favorite thing from this episode was just um was uh sorry I, I closed my notes here for a second. Um was just the ending of the dream where like Bart's laying in bed and he's like, I love you, Dad, and he's like, I love you too, and then he wakes up screaming, just like <laughs> that was his nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Them was bonding. Getting along with Homer. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah it was good. Uh, the third and final segment, uh, Mr. Burns attempts to use Homer's brain to power a gigantic uh, robotic laborer, which is essentially a play on Frankenstein. And this one mm-hmm. is just fantastic. The little one-liners that Mr. Burns has, like in this one and in King Homer, he is just so damn funny. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Like when they're doing, oh, man, when they're this- making him... Uh, he asked Smithers for an ice cream scoop to scoop out the brain. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't rocket science. It's brain surgery. Yeah. Oh, um, I'll actually, 
I'll save it because it's my second favorite thing for this episode. Uh, so, is that your first one? Was just yeah. the one-liners from? Okay, mm-hmm. my. Um, I think all three of mine I are thought, lines from Mr. Burns. Yeah, it may, wouldn't surprise me at all. I um, I just thought it was hilarious that he he got he gets fired for sleeping on the job, but they wake him up and he's like, "What?" And they're like, "You're fired." And he's like, "Why?" Uh, they're like, you know, sleeping on the job. And he's like, oh, <laughs> like, like, what did, what do you think's going to happen if you fall asleep at work? <laughs> Just ask the people who've done like, it where we work. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, um, but that, that cr- cracked me up. My next one is when he, Mr. Burns has the revelation about, you know, it, it wasn't supposed to be this way and life is precious. And mm-hmm. then he's quickly turns around and tells Smithers to take the brain and flush it down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, don't you think that they would learn the family would like that back? Well, and that leads into my third one. Cause his response to that is "Oh, come on. It's 1145. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my second favorite thing from this episode is when the robot falls on, uh, Mr. Burns And Mm. just his whole, just the whole little speech that he gives, like, go to my desk and, you know, get the blah, 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 just that entire thing, the, like, it. Leaking vital fluids, slight headache. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It might be my favorite thing from the episode, but that um, was my second thing written down. And then my third one was just when Homer wakes up and then he has Mr. Burns' head attached to his ample frame. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god he's like ah <laughs> it was good it was good he's like it's just a dream i hope <laughs> well and then that the the post credit scene as it were where it's like next mm-hmm. week on the simpsons and they try and tempt homer with a all you can eat like rib night or something and mr burns is like but oh, okay. homer that's our night with dinner with the queen beatrice from the netherlands Right. <laughs> I hate having two yeah. heads. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, Trials of Horror 3 aired 10-29-1992 in the first God, segment. I was nine years uh, old. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was about five. <laughs> yeah. Not it's even. Wee little, wee little baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first segment, Homer buys Bart an evil talking crusty doll, which is based on the Twilight Zone episode Living Doll and the film mm-hmm. Trilogy of Terror. And I would assume a little bit of Child's Play, but I don't know if it was out by then. Um, Child's Play? I think Child's Play came out in 92. Off the top of my head, I could be wrong. It could be early to mid-90s. Let me take a look real quick. Go ahead and continue, though. Yeah. Uh, the whole episode starts uh, with what we were talking about earlier and Brandon's favorite opening. Homer is Alfred Hitchcock coming into his own uh, silhouette 1988. profile. Hmm? Nin- uh, Child's Play is 1998. Oh. So I don't know why I thought it was 92. Because this is 92? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, if this came out in 92, yeah, Child's Play had already been out for four years, which was... Like a clear reference to it, though, when he's like, excuse me, trying to chase him around, <laughs> try to kill him with that knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Uh, the 
title of this segment is Clown Without Pity. And I love... See, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I love the exchange between Homer and the shopkeeper. And actually, when I was in a TV video class, my boss... Or my, my boss, my teacher made a video with him, his face, speaking the Homer lines, and then cut mm-hmm. to the shopkeeper. I'm going, you know, oh, God. the doll is cursed. That's bad. But it comes with a free Frogurt. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my second favorite thing in this that I wrote down for this episode is like, he's like, and, and, and it comes with toppings. And then <laughs> something good. about... The toppings contain uh, potassium uh, benzoate. That's yeah, bad. that's what it was. That's bad. <laughs> Can I go? Oh now? man, that was so. Yeah, they kind of made they kind of made the shopkeeper like he kind of reminded me of the bad guy uh, from Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. Is what he kind of looked like. I I don't remember what um, that actor's name is, but yeah, I reminded me of it. So, what was your first one though? Um, my first favorite thing that I'd written down, and I think I might have, um, oh, I, it doesn't make sense because I wrote down Homer eating the ghost story. Good. Food. I don't, see, I don't know if something, my phone likes to do auto, uh, auto, auto correct. So like where it corrects like, even though it's what I want to type and it's not a misspell, yeah. it still changes it. And so yeah. I don't know what Homer was eating. In the beginning of the episode, other than the Froger, but yeah, I don't remember because yeah, I, I mean know. it was Bart's birthday. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember. I don't know. I think you're just crazy. Is there something? But something about a ghost story, maybe? No, I know that in uh, the. I mean, the whole thing is Mar. They. Oh, I know what it is. They they were doing that old <laughs> game. We used to do it when we were kids, where they would pass around food. Oh, and pretend yeah, like you know, there the was this story. old witch that died. This was before the segment. And, you know, spaghetti was the hair and the steak was her brain, I think. Yeah, and, the and the that's what it was supposed Homer to be. Homer was eating them before all the kids could get them. Yeah, it was supposed to be Homer eating the ghost story food, but it changed, uh, auto-corrected to good. So I'm looking, I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Um, and I just took <laughs> those notes that today. that ghost story good. Yeah, but like, yeah, the I remember that, like, oh, these grapes are eyes and all that kind of stuff. And then she turns the light on or shines the flashlight at him, and mm. Homer's got the the noodles sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> that was good. Um, that, like I said, that's something that we used to do when we were kids. It was always fun. Yeah, and then my second favorite thing was the whole Froger and toppings exchange. My second one is when everyone sees the crusty doll trying to kill homer and he's rolling through the kitchen and goes the doll's trying to kill me and the toaster's been laughing at me (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah right before his head goes into the fucking dog's uh, water uh, dish Uh, oh my god yeah i was uh, (laughs) like i didn't get it but it it just like i don't know why the toaster was laughing at him but it it still made me i was like god that's random well it's like he's telling all these crazy stories but this one just happened to be true yeah (laughs) oh man but yeah that's so great about the writing in the early episodes just in all of simpsons is so good yeah it makes me kind of want to go back and rewatch them all but like 
I don't have time. Um, as it's I mentioned, my second. Yeah, that's kind of what I like. Like, it's not the thing that I love to have on in the background is um, uh, Trailer Park Boys is a show mm. that I'll just put on and then have it on in the background. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, you can just watch the show and you don't even have to have any sound on. Because, see, the thing is, is like, I would say the same thing about like Letter Kenny, but if I start watching that show, like I I get sucked into it and then I don't stop watching it. Like, so that's why I always boys, do I Simpsons because I've seen them all so many times that I can quote them and don't even have to pay attention. Yeah, and I I mean, it, yeah, makes sense. I just I don't normally have just stuff playing either though. But if I if I do, that's generally what I can put on in the background. Sure. What's your third? Um. Um, so that was my second one. You, uh, you go get, you give us a, uh, your third. Okay. You're, uh, you're my third is when the, the technician comes to the house and goes, Oh, here's the problem. Your doll's been switched to evil. And there's a switch on the back that says <laughs> good and evil. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it, it gets flipped back over and like uh, <laughs> the doll becomes his little slave. Um, like just servant. doing everything for him. Yeah. A little servant. Homer made me give him a sponge bath. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Um, so my favorite thing, uh, third favorite thing I'd written down from this was just how many one-liners. I really wish I would have wrote down some of them, but like what you had said with, you know, the doll's trying to kill me and the toaster's laughing at me. Like there was just so many one-liners in this episode that like made me laugh out loud while watching it. And that doesn't normally happen. Yeah. I mean, there's, that's the thing. Like I said, the, the dialogue and the little lines in the, these episodes are just so damn clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's in true. The, where are we now? In the second one, it's entitled King Homer, which is obviously a send-up of King Kong. Even the title sequence is classic original King Kong. Uh-huh. Uh, and King Homer's captured by Mr. Burns and brought back to the States to you know, be made a show. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, again, I um, mean, so many of the great moments are Mr. Burns. Like, yeah. We wouldn't dream of, a show, about but... going without the bait. I mean, bathing beauty. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like the other thing that made me laugh about him was when he threw the gas bomb and then mm-hmm. he's like dancing around singing and then like shaking his ass. Like, I <laughs> just, <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, and then uh, they finally capture King Homer after Smithers throws a gas bomb and Burns yeah. is all ecstatic. And he's like, you know, when we get back to the States, I'm giving you a raise. And then Homer just gobbles him up real quick. And Burns like, oh, well. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. Um, the thing that um, I only got a couple for this one. Uh, it made me laugh when he picked it, like they're shooting at him and then he picks up Lenny and then he's like, "Hey Homer, hey Homer, stop eating me!" <laughs> like, before <laughs> he actually jerk? put, yeah, before he pushes him down and actually eats him, mm-hmm. it, <laughs> it just made me laugh. Well, in the classic of him, uh, you know, climbing the tall building, but he only gets two floors up before yep, collapsing that's the same, with the exhaustion. Next thing I down. And the airplanes yep. are like, you're circling the building trying to sh- shoot him down like in the original movie and they decide they have to go back for fuel because he's taking so long. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I like when she's like, you need to eat more vegetables as he's climbing, climbing up and he sets her down and then, uh-huh, and then like falls down. But he literally just, like you said, falls down a couple of stories. Like his legs are basically still almost on the ground and then falls back into the street and passes out. It was great. Uh, um, before, before we dive into the next segment though, I did write down. So in between the segments when they're like, they're telling the stories or whatnot, like I, I'd written down a note for uh, Flanders ep, uh, epic costume, mm. how he, you know, opens the door and he's holding the head, the head in his hand upside down. And then, um, you know, sticks his head up and he's got the little the blood squirter. Yeah. It was, it's just, I was like, Oh shit, that's awesome. It's very much not a Flanders it, costume, especially later on in the series when he come, becomes much more preachy. Yeah. But it's still awesome. Yeah, v- yeah, very preachy. I love when like, they're deciding who to tell the next story and Bart's like, Grandpa, you've led an interesting life. And he's like, that's a lie and you know it. <laughs> but I haven't seen a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's going <laughs> to... It was Justin when he gets old. Be like, no, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I have watched a lot of movies. <laughs> uh, the third uh, one, uh, titled Dial, Dial Z for Zombie, is a play on the title from the 1954 Hitchcock film Dial M for Murder. And they use this a lot. They, at least two, three times throughout the course of Trias of Horror. Uh, Dial blank for blank? Yeah. Uh, okay. Some aspects of Dial Z for Zombies are f- also from uh, Night of the Living Dead. Ooh. Yeah. Which yeah, I so finally this, started this watching wo- uh, History of Horror, thanks to your... Uh, oh, you did. Your Shutter account. You're welcome. Well, my but DVDs like six haven't shown up yet. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> it's only $6 a month. I'm pretty sure you can swing that. I know, but still. <laughs> You're like, why would I do that when you can pay $6 a month for me? <laughs> this is also true. <laughs> but I bought the, I pre-ordered the movie or you know, the series on Amazon and it's still not freaking here yet. It was supposed to be here last week. That, that pisses me off. There's nothing I, I hate more than when I order something and it's like, oh, it's going to be here, you know, this date. And then you keep checking the tracking and it doesn't update. And it's like, oh, it was supposed to be here four days ago. And hasn't still even says shipped it's in yet. town. Oh, that, don't even get me started on that. Oh, no. um, I actually had written down four things oh. for this episode. Yeah. So I think I only have two. All I right, love... so I'll double up on mine. Yeah, well, yeah you, go, you go ahead and start first because mine's later on in the episode. Um, I had written down, the first thing I'd written down is I liked that there was an, an occult section of the library. <laughs> that and no one had noticed e- before. Each... Yeah, and how each um, and I initially had wrote bins, but I'm like, this is not work. Um, that each mm. spot on the shelf for a different thing was um, numbered six six six. I didn't even notice that. I was like, oh yeah. Um, but well, yeah, this, I thought, I thought that was this cool. was Plus, in uh, my fun facts for the whole thing. But the I love the album on Bart's head is Michael Jackson, and it's his the oh. album that Thriller was on. Yeah, with uh, him in the white suit and the with the tiger. Yeah. Yeah, no, I saw that too, and I was like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't write it down either, but I was like, I didn't, I, I like, <laughs> I saw I didn't it, and write I was like, it down because right, I thought right. it was in my fun facts, but yeah, that was, that was a nice touch. 
My first one is when the zombies start popping out of the ground and Willie is just planted something. He's like, pretty as a picture. And then the zombie bursts out and he goes, oh my God, zombies. And then he goes back to the garden, pats it down. He's like, they're pretty as a picture. Yep. That's my number two as well. So I will not say that. Ah, zombies. Uh, My number three is um, you killed zombie Flanders. And then Homer's like, he was a, he was like, he was a zombie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that was good. Um, and then the other thing I'd written down, which was kind of just like a, like it made me laugh at the very end of the episode when there were uh, two John Smiths crawling back to the grave. And he's like, mm. uh, John Smith, 1882. Oh, oh that's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> my mistake. Yeah. So yep. that was a that was a that was a good that was a good segment. Well, without further ado, let's get to Trios of Horror number four, which is I would say arguably the best one uh-huh. as far as just quality overall in all three segments. Um, yeah. In a parody oh, of yeah. Night Gallery, Bart introduces each of the three segments by walking through a gallery of paintings and each time choosing one of them as the focus of his story. Uh, right. The episode makes cultural references to television series such as Twilight Zone, Night Gallery, and Peanuts. References are also made to Bram Stoker's Dracula and the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a parody of The Devil and... Oh, wait. Sorry, I was... Yeah, okay, never mind. Uh, in a parody of The Devil and Daniel Webster at work, Homer states that he would sell his soul for a donut to the devil, which is <laughs> Ned Flanders. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. This segment, dude, the more I think about it, like, the more I like about it. Dude, The Devil and Homer Simpson is classic. It is. And it's it's the first time that I remember actually watching watching it. That's too bad. Well, I mean, even from the beginning of the reveal that Ned is the devil, and it's like, it's always the one you least suspect. Like, it just works so perfect that Ned would be the devil, and he actually becomes a demon slash devil later on like several years later too and it's just oh okay it's hilarious that's funny um so what is your first thing that you wrote down for this for the devil and homer simpson the flanders devil oh that's what you wrote um my first thing that i wrote um was when he does sell his soul for the devil and um for a donut and then a demon appears wearing an apron that says uh, says Hell's Kitchen on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, I'm smarter than the devil. And then he, the, it's like, if the I don't eat la- like, every last bite, then you don't get my soul? Yeah. Like, yeah and then he's like, and, no. the, and then Ned, Ned gets all big and he's like, you are not smarter than the devil. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well, and I don't think What's this is on next? my list, but then when he later eats the the last donut bit, and he shows up in the kitchen to take Homer, and Bart shows up, <laughs> and he's just like, "Hey, Bart, hey, 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 yeah, like nothing. Like, we've met, we've um, talked." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that either. That it's like, oh, he's is familiar with the double. Great. My second favorite is Homer's Day in Hell when he he's in the all the donuts in the world machine. <laughs> God and he damn just it. keeps That's my eating to the point to... where he's gigantic and just still shoveling them all in and they're almost out of donuts. Yeah, yeah I wrote that down too. The ironic punishment division. 
<laughs> oh man yep that's my number two as well uh so my last one is uh, all the cops waiting outside at the end homer wins the court case uh yeah because because marge actually owns his soul yeah because he pledged it to her when they got married so sweet mm. And so Homer's punishment from the devil is that he's a, has a giant donut head, and he starts yeah. eating himself because he's so tasty. And then all the cops <laughs> yeah, are waiting outside. Yeah, I'm sorry outside. that I'm so tasty and <laughs> delicious. You can't stay in there forever. Yeah, they're all standing outside with their coffee cups. That was my third thing as well. Think of your own stuff, Justin. <laughs> uh, in the second segment, it's a parody of the Twilight Zone episode Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, uh, featuring uh, William Shatner, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. I th- I don't know if it's his first appearance in something, but I know I'm fairly positive it was pre-Star Trek. Uh, including... uh, I'll look it up. Hmm? I said I'll look it up. You will. Uh, it's also in the final segment in the Twilight Zone movie. After having a nightmare in which he is killed in a bus crash, Bart rides the bus to school and panics when he sees a gremlin on the side of the bus. <laughs> and it's oh, man. terror at oh, five this... and a half feet. Yeah, that was great. Well, I love so... what... He, he has the dream oh. and he's all freaked out and he's telling... You know, he's talking about it at the breakfast table and he's like, I had a vision of my own fiery death. And Lisa's like, and? <laughs> mm-hmm, and? <laughs> this is a so, problem, why? Um, He was in Alfred Hitchcock Presents in two episodes uh, between 1957 uh, and 1960. But he was in, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. So not 20, his first thing. 21, 22, 23. No, 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 no. That, <laughs> his first thing shows up in um, the 1960s, and his first credit is uh, 1951 as a crook in The Butler's Night Off. Well, fine. Which I would never have known either. Yeah, he's yeah. he has 241 credits to his uh, actor nest. That doesn't surprise me. And I still love No, not. Most. I know you do. I love his contribution to Halloween. Yeah. Unofficially. Or, uh, oh, what's it called? Christmas Horror Story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> our, our widely unregarded episode for Christmas last year. I was just talking about that with someone. It's such a good movie. It really is. And I was so ready to crap on it. It was just surprisingly good. I mean, it's no Jack Frost, but sure, you know it. It definitely, um, it definitely was better than what, um, than what our listen count for it is. (laughs) And then, like, there's not a whole lot going. Like, you don't really hear anything about it. So, what's your first thing? Okay, so my first thing for this one is I had wrote down that there was a gremlin on the side of the bus. And so when he was like, hey, look, there's a gremlin on the side of the bus. And then they look outside and it's the old man driving a gremlin. <laughs> yeah, I almost put <laughs> yeah. that. And then yeah, they I'm run glad him you off didn't because you need. And the car yeah, explodes. because that would, that would have been th- like three things in a row that we had picked to be the same. True. An interesting um, factoid that I also thought I put in the fun facts of this. This segment 
is the first introduction of the character Uter. And it's the only time, aside from King and Kodos, where a character has been introduced in Trios of Horror and then transitioned into the regular continuity. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. I like, my second thing is when the Gremlin shows up on the outside of the spaceship. Oh, sh- <laughs> did I miss that? It's the obligatory Kang and Koda shove and shoehorn because they they have to uh, be in at least one part of every Trios of Horror. Ah, uh, I I think I actually I think I only have two things for this because I started to write down three, and I only uh, I had only written down the word he, so I'm not mm. even going to try to guess what <laughs> where I was going with <laughs> you know, that. He. He. Yeah, um, my second favorite thing for this episode I wrote down. Um, was there's a monster on the side of the bus, and then Ralph is like, "You're deceptive." Yeah, kind of similar to like where he's like, "We're in danger," <laughs> you know, like just the delivery of it. You're deceptive. I it, love Ralph. I, I do too. I almost I laughed out loud when I when he said that. My last one is uh, after they leave the bus and Bart is being detained by the. Uh, you know nurses or whatever and he's mm-hmm. like see I was right I was right and Principal Skinner's like that's no excuse for being disruptive and they still cart him away <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah cause like when they're rolling him by he's like kind of rocking back and forth like he's lost his mind mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> yeah he's like that's no excuse for that <laughs> oh man and yeah, then I I think what I was gonna write was when he was laying in the back of the ambulance or uh, paddy wagon, whatever you want to call it, and mm. um, the gremlin shows up on the back of it holding whose Flanders head. Yeah, because yeah. the de- the yeah. bark gets a hold of a flare oh. and knocks the gremlin off the side of the bus, and Flanders and then, yeah. almost hits it with his car and picks it up like he's gonna take care of it. Yeah, he's like, oh, he tried to swat at my eyeball or tried to swat my eyes out or something like that. Scratch my eyes out. God damn it. Um, Yeah, so that would have been my number three. I'm pretty sure that's where I was going with that. Uh, In the third and final segment, uh, it's a parody of Dracula. uh, But before we get into that real quick, I did write down a side note. Um, when they were before the episode started and i I think they're looking at different pic- uh, more paintings mm-hmm. and then homer's like they're dogs and they're playing poker <laughs> and he screams so, and like, runs. <laughs> yeah so pissed off like i never realized that that was a thing where people were upset about that like and then i i don't think that that's the only time i've ever heard anybody criticizing the dogs playing poker <laughs> huh. well i think i mean the as far as I always took it, it was just the he's freaking out and because each painting is supposed to be something scary. The first one is the devil, the second oh, one is a okay, school yeah. bus, and he's like, "Oh, I bet it's school bus." And Lisa shows up, like, "Nope, school bus." Mm-hmm. And then the third one is the dogs playing poker, and Homer shows up and says that, and Bart says something like. And we had a story lined up for this painting, but it was far too terrifying. So we just threw something together with vampires. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we get a send up of Bram Stoker's Dracula starring Gary Oldman and Keanu Reeves. 
Um, oh, after yeah. a news story about several vampire attacks that are attributed by the police to a mummy, Lisa begins to suspect that Mr. Burns is a vampire. Oh. Yeah. This one is um, awesome. The, um, it, this one is really good. Well, especially, and, I mean, uh, this I is... Think it, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's all because of Mr. Burns. Yeah, I mean, they they use him really well in these episodes, even later on when he's, like, hunting mm-hmm. people for sport. But <laughs> I think it, I've seen that one. Well, if you ever... But, it guest stars Terry Bradshaw <laughs> mm. as a commentator. Because, um, of course, the oh, show airs on Fox. But Of course. I, I need to watch it. If you have seen the Gary Oldman, Bram Stoker's Dracula all the little nods throughout the entire thing to scenes from that movie. It's yeah, it's impressive. I mean, the him looming over the castle as they're driving up the shadow moving across the wall as it, you know, draws in near to the, the Dracula. Right. His hair and the way he's dressed. Oh, it's exact. Yeah. Yeah. I love the super fun, happy slide. (laughs) <laughs> when like he slides back down in this dark horror you know vampire story there's a big lever that turns the stairs into a super fun happy slide <laughs> yeah sorry oh excuse me I was looking to see if there I, I could yeah the super fun happy slide I was seeing if there's um, I was going to try to see if there was like a, a list that was showing all the different references that were in there holy shit there's a lot yeah I've seen things on Pinterest that have like shot for shot, you know, comparisons for this one. And there, I mean, there's a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and again, I yeah, don't know. I don't remember when the movie came out, but I feel like it was fairly close to this. Um. So this came out in what ninety two? Ninety three. So this came out in 93, yeah, because Bram Stoker's Dracula came out in 1992. Okay. Um, but yeah, so let's see, there's a bunch of cultural references in this episode. A gravestone for Elvis Presley with Accept It is seen. <laughs> yeah, that's in the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, with all the people assuming or um, conspiracy theories about how he faked his death. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I was trying to see if there was anything that was talking about it because so it's a it's a pair uh, it is a parody of that. It, the visual uh, style of the segment was inspired by Francis Coppola's version of Bram Stoker. I was trying to see the forward of Count the forward of Count Burns' book. Yes, I'm a vampire is written by Steve Allen. <laughs> when the vampire started Steve Allen when, so much on The Simpsons. <laughs> I know I actually had oh man um, it was saying that when the vampires start rising out of the coffins Bart starts to make noises to get Lisa's attentions which is like please Bart I've seen your stupid shemp <laughs> yeah, um, I've seen your curly Bart too th- <laughs> Bart then makes him, makes different noises causing Lisa to say yeah I've seen your curly too okay <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Har- yeah 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 and then the scene Millhouse is playing the piano. Oh, the credits music took inspiration from both the Mun- uh, Munsters and Adams family. 
Um, I was hoping to see if I could find something where they were talking more about like different movie references. Because I feel like when in this episode, which is my um, second favorite thing, was when Bart and everybody was flying outside the window. Mm. That kind of reminded I me. You'd like that because that was very uh, Lost Boys. Well, Lost Boys. It kind of reminded me of. Buffy the Vampire Slayer with flying outside the window. It reminded me. Uh, I didn't. It's been a while since I've seen Fright Night, but I feel like there's all sorts of vampire type tropes in this one. But yeah. um, before, so I'll 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 we'll say that one's my number one, um, and then I'll use my number one as my number two uh, for the mm-hmm. next one. Um, my next one is when they tell Homer he gets to kill Mr. Burns and he's like kill my boss do I dare live out the American dream <laughs> yeah that's good um my number one that I had written was uh when th- when they all arrive at his castle and then he, uh, Dracula greets them and then he's all talking about turning him into you know slaves in his undead army, army and yeah army of the undead and all this different um he's like oh son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you need to push stop or whatever. Just his his intro there was great. It's all uh, What's your number three? Uh, my number three is the ending when they reveal that Marge is the head vampire. And she's like, I do have a life outside this house, you know. And then yeah, they all that was great. lunge at her and go into the Peanuts ending and snow's falling and mm-hmm. Santa's little helpers dancing on the piano like Snoopy. Yep. And yeah. That was good. Um, my my third thing I wrote was um, when they go to when they go to kill uh, Mr. Burns and Homer uh, stakes him in the crotch first, <laughs> and <laughs> like like I don't know how you mistake that like it's a little low. Well, but then just when taking he, out his aggression on his boss and like, whoops, sorry. When they, then when he when he stakes him through the heart and then he melts. But then comes back for just a second to say you're fired <laughs> and melts again. That's yeah, that was my third. Do you have a fourth? No, that's it for me. All right. So my my next my next thing that made me laugh is when Abraham comes into the kitchen and he's, you know, <laughs> flying and they're <laughs> he like flies into the fridge. <laughs> Like, that whole little scene right there before they go into the march being the head vampire, it just made me laugh because he's like, oh. and then he slams into the fridge and falls down. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so good. So that's it. That's all four episodes and all twelve segments and in betweens. Indeed. What's our time? At a modest hour twenty. It's not too bad. That's about what I was. No, it's for. not. Not. Yep, we're there, man. A lot of in sync on this episode, but not the band oh. or group. Oh, that's too bad. Um, no, it's not. We're more we're more of a Backstreet Boys vibe around here, anyway. True, they do have that one <laughs> music video from the '90s where they were all the horror. Oh yeah, icons classic. And In the Casper um, House, I believe it was. I think so. It was a good song. Um. Yeah, so this was our first uh, foray into Treehouse of Horror. If you have any right. questions, comments, concerns, notes on how to improve next time, please let us know. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants and trying to, you know, do these as much justice as possible without right. we winged know, it. talking them to death. 
And if you guys haven't seen these, they are on uh, Disney Plus right now. Mm -hmm. So all the Simpsons are on there, but they also have a special category right now for Disney or for um, the Simpsons Halloween. And so the trick to it, though, is like if you say you start on the first episode, which is, I think, season two, episode three or whatever it is. Yep. When it gets done with that episode, you do have to back out and go back to it. Otherwise, it's just going to play the next episode in the season. Yeah. I noticed so that when like, I watched them last night. I was like, oh, that's, it makes sense because that's the way it's programmed. Right. But uh, you're like, God damn it. I'm not in that section. I want to watch the next treehouse. Yeah. But the yeah, nice so thing, though, is as just, soon as you hit back, it takes you to the list and you can just click over yeah. and log on to the next yeah, one. Yeah. Exactly. Without scrolling like yep, I yep, had yep. to the first time. <laughs> uh, so before we get into the thing, we're not really doing a classic scorecard. Um, I wanted to, but as I was finished all, all four last night, I was like, yeah, there's really no way to do this. And no, I'm not watching it another that... time to see if I can try and fill it out as I watch. Well, no, and this, like, and see, the thing is, is like the scorecard is, is fun, but I almost feel like we might need to devise an alternate scorecard based on things because it's like the scorecard as a whole, how we do it now, like it really works best with like your classic slashers mm -hmm. or things like that. Like you're, when you're watching the shining and you're like, who's who do who's my most wanted to die. It's like, it's probably cause it's going to be Jack. You know what I mean? Like there's like, although Danny is pretty irritating. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Dad, right. <laughs> I oh, come man. <laughs> I was wondering when that would come back. Oh, that's good. Uh, oh, uh, you guys haven't seen that up. Static <laughs> uh, boy. <laughs> If you haven't seen that episode of South Park with the blockbuster, it's so good. It is. Stoutie, I'm coming. Um, <laughs> but, but for yeah, this one, um, yeah, we're we're going to have to retool the scorecard at some point. If you have suggestions for what you would like to see us add. Or subtract tweak, or let whatever. Us, yeah, let it. Let us know how you guys want us to do it. I mean, it's it's your show. We do it. We do it for well. We do it because we enjoy it. But you know, we're not listening to it. It's not. No. We do it because it's fun and it's like I genuinely love doing this. But like, yeah, it's a fun way to vent and talk about the you know these things that we love so much. But if you have a way that would make it more enjoyable to actually listen to, you know, we're all right. ears. Yeah, let us know because. Um, yeah, if, if nobody listened to the show, I don't know we'd be doing it as long as we had. It'd yeah. kind of be and like it's a lot of fun, but to. it's kind of yeah, kind of kind of be a fruitless effort if you know two people were listening every week, which is thankfully not the case. But um, if you have suggestions for what you'd like us to um, add or remove or how to tweak the scorecard, what you guys think would be best, um, you can find us on Facebook um, at Pod and Gore Podcast. Uh, we are on the main page. We also have a group. So if you'd like to be a part of the group, um, it's a, it's op it's a public group, but you do have to um, answer a few questions just to let us know that you're, you're real and you're not a bot and you're not coming to spam mm -hmm. crazy live videos of people trying to do giveaways or, you know, weird shit that I've been seeing lately. Um, just answer the question. Like if you answer the questions, they're super easy. Just like, what's your favorite movie? Who's your favorite slasher? If you've ever listened to the show and that you'll follow the rules, really, really easy. And you'd be mm -hmm. surprised how many people don't answer those. <laughs> um, but it yeah, takes so two seconds. That's you can hard. find, 
Yeah, you can find us on there. You can um, find us on Instagram and Twitter at gore under, uh, underscore pod. Um, you can email us at podandgore at gmail.com. You can find us on the Slasher app at pod underscore and underscore gore underscore podcast. Um, it's a mouthful. That, there's a lot going on over there, which is pretty cool. Um, we really I need to up my... I almost need to like have you just... You post on Facebook and I'll post on on Slasher because I've been That's neglecting not a bad it idea. lately. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you can. Th- those are all the spots you can find us. Um, I didn't want to cut you off because you were on a roll, but what we are doing for this episode is uh, deciding what our favorite segment out of the four. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Out yeah, of the yeah, four yeah. episodes and the twelve segments, we uh, are picking our favorite one, and I'll let you go first. Mm-hmm. Because I'm intrigued. You told you me what your three and two were, but I don't you know what your favorite bitch. one is. Honestly, I have to say that my favorite one, it was, it was just, it was episode three, and it was, it wasn't the King Homer, and it wasn't the Dial of the Z for Zombies, but it was the, it was the Krusty Doll, and Clown without pity. the Froger, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, the Froger, and all the one-liners and Flanders' ep- uh, epic costume, just like all of those. Now, if I wouldn't have committed to that by telling you, oh, these are my other favorites, I probably would have went with The Devil and Homer Simpson. Yeah. That one, like I say, it, it's tough because I love that one so much. I mean, just looking now, mm-hmm. I can see my, you know... Home, donut head Homer figure and my two Devil Flanders, the figure and the Funko, and it's just like God, I want mm-hmm. that. That's my very strong number two. But the Raven okay. is so interesting to me, and so niche yeah. and different than anything else that they've done since. That it's just always my favorite. It's super like it, like it, it is really out of the ordinary when it comes to what they have done. But it's almost like, like what you said, it's so particular that mm-hmm. if it resonates with you, it's it's going to be like the best thing you've ever seen. With me, like I enjoyed it. I liked it. But like, it's not even in like the top five for me. That's even though job. stylistically everything about it, I love. Mm-hmm. It just, just doesn't hit you. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not as funny. And it's just it's just Homer and Bart, and even like the like what you're talking about with the Nevermore, Nevermore, never like it, none of it really made me laugh, but like I did enjoy the darker vibe to it. And that's what gets me. It's the darker vibe, and that's it's it's weird because I'm you know going to be championing this comedic take on horror movies so much, but my favorite one is the darkest of the, the darker 12. of it. Yep. But I, I mean, it's it, that's always the case with me. You won't listen to pretty much any episode of this show or some of my other shows, and it's like that when they take things seriously, it for some reason resonates with me more. I got gotcha. you. That so is, is that officially it, it for our first else? volume of Triassic Four. Nice. It's been awesome this month so far, kind of branching out and doing things outside of the norm. We hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are doing it. Yeah, because um, I'm like thinking said, after my next movie or two, I'm I'm gonna keep this on. Like I know what my pick is gonna be for December. I think I know what uh-huh. I'm gonna do for my next episode. Okay. But I after don't. that, 
Yeah. After that, I want to do more stuff like this because I've been kind of enjoying too. something different. It's been nice to break it up a little bit, but also like I know that every episode we're like, please, you know, feedback, feedback. Um, and honestly, probably not going to stop preaching it because <laughs> we're not getting yeah. any. Unfortunately, yeah. like I mean, I, I get it. It's it's nice to just be able to listen and not be like, oh, I have to, you know, report or do homework on it. But like, mm-hmm. it really do, it really does help if to just know what it is that you guys like enjoy. Cause yeah, like, cause the like I always say, see, if you don't tell us what you like and don't like, we're just going to do whatever we want, you know, until right. you say, oh, do this. We're just going to pick whatever movie we want, whatever show, whatever, whatever. Right. Like, and what I was about to say, like, when we go into the app and we look at the analytics for what our episodes are and, um, like, the listener count from what people listen to, like, you would never guess that you know, somebody enjoyed, um, shit. We'll just say something random like, um, like the movie Midnight Hush. Meat train. <laughs> Boy, that too. Midnight Meat Train. Um, the the movie Hush, or even yeah. the Faculty. The Faculty, as good of a movie as it is, it only has um, where to go? I lost my place. It, it only has three less listens than our Halloween 1978. Like Halloween is Halloween yeah. and it has two more listens than 13 ghosts. Like it's just like nothing like from an analytical standpoint makes sense. And maybe that's just from our own personal biases or whatnot, but like it's really hard to try to try to, try to pinpoint it. So we would love to hear what you guys have to think and we'll quit rambling on about it and we'll, um, let you guys go for the night but yeah please any feedback is appreciated even if you just tell us we suck last time we the funny thing is is the last time we said we asked for that we got that and somebody did give us a a three score rating but no (laughs) did nothing about our three star but no 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 reasoning which i'm perfectly fine with a three star i just wish they'd tell me why yeah maybe they're just screwing with Um, us wanted to mess with our heads (laughs) You're exactly yeah. mid-range. I'm not going to say why. Yep. Yep. Congratulations on medi- uh, mediocrity. I hope you're happy. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna call it here, guys. Enough of the preachies. Um, yeah. So we'll since you did all the contact info, what is your next episode? If people haven't looked onto well, the Facebook a, to see what it is. Well, to quote Justin here, I was about to say it. If you shut up. Hmm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I nice never get to say that to you. Shut the hell up. Yeah. Yeah, dude, every time <laughs> I've never been able to drop that on you in a year and a half of us <laughs> recording, I've never been able to pull a flip on that one. So this episode drops October 19th. Um, my next episode will drop a week later on October 26th. And that episode is going to um, be similar to what we did a couple weeks ago. And it is going to be, excuse me, our original versus remake series. Except for this time, we're doing Halloween 1978 versus Rob Zombie's Halloween in, um, I don't remember what fucking year that was. Um, but yeah, we're doing, is it 2007? Mm-hmm. Off, the, off the draw, good for you. Um, we're Yeah, we're doing original versus remake, Halloween versus Rob Zombie's Halloween, and then we're going to do a director spotlight on the John Carpenter so it's going to be just like it was a couple weeks ago different movies 
Um, and then that will be the end of our race to October, race to Halloween, October blitz, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's where we'll be at with that. So, yeah. And then it'll be back to business as normal with whatever my next pick will be after that. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Well, which actually will drop November 9th, which will be kind of weird. I guess it's a good thing that we're not doing weekly drops in November because that'd be, uh, five five episodes. <laughs> oh, it, I would be up for it, but then uh, like I'm always championing for more episodes and more episodes, and then like here we are doing it weekly for the month of October, and I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna have no time to do it this week. Shoehorn <laughs> <laughs> uh, it in the night before. But, yeah, well, good, luckily for me, it's Saturday night, even though I got to go to bed because I got to be up at three. Sure. Um, but that's it for us tonight. We're going to let you go. Uh, sorry for the five minutes of rambles here, but, um, yeah, we, we will, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll let you go. We'll see you in a week with our original versus remakes until then. I've been Brandon and I've been Justin and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>